0: Hello and welcome to an episode of Risk Talks, recorded especially for Risk Awareness Week 2020. Today I'm privileged to be joined by three Chief Risk Officers to talk about the route CRO, which is a discussion about uh, the routes that our Chief Risk Officers have taken and advice for those that are looking to follow in their footsteps. My name is Edward James, I'm the founding director of RCQ Associates, the risk credit and quantitative recruitment specialists. Today, I'm joined by Demetria O'Sullivan. Demetria is the ex-Chief Risk Officer for Euronext Life and ICE. She was previously a Global Head of Risk for Futures and Clearing at City and is an ex-Executive Director at JP Morgan. She's got significant experience working as advisor to boards and executive teams. Next up, we have Alex Henson, He's the Chief Risk Officer for Argo Group, which is where he's been since 2015. And he's recently taken a leadership for Sustainability and ESG programmes. Prior to Argo Group, he was the CRO for Amlin in Switzerland and the, and the Head of Enterprise Risk Management at Aon Global Risk Consulting. He's got an engineering background and is a previous chairman of the Institute of Risk Management. And last but not least, we have made up Newmanoglu Tassiopoulos. Maytap is the Chief Risk Officer for Brown Brothers Harriman in Luxembourg, London and Zurich. She's got 24 years experience in risk and is a co-chair of the Cybersecurity Working Group for the Luxembourg Fund Association. Welcome all. So, um, to start with... (laughs) To start with, um, please, can you give me a brief introduction to your background and, and how you became Chief Risk Officer? So if I can start with Demetrio first, that would be um, great to hear your story, Good
1: morning. Good morning. Um, so my interest um, in how I got to be Chief Risk Officer, I always had a love for math. Um, I studied actuarial mathematics at university. But after nine months as a trainee actuary, I found myself thinking that um, I didn't want to find out if my models worked after I died. I'd rather look at models and see if they work on a day-to-day or a week-to-week basis. So I left the actuarial world and uh, found myself uh, moving to London. Um, my first role was at Barclays Capital as a risk analyst on the repo desk. Um, wasn't the most interesting um, roles that I had, and I very quickly moved on to the commodities desk, which I found much more interesting. Um, and a lot of my life um, in finance has been on commodities related to either commodity financing, um, building risk platforms um, and building out teams. Um, I moved from being an analyst um, onto a brokerage desk, and I spent a very brief time uh, broking metals on the LME, but um, also found that uh, sales wasn't my natural pitch. Um, and um, went from risk management to leading futures and options teams um, at City and JP, as you mentioned. Um, And then through there, I was on the risk committees of several of the clearinghouses. Um, I chaired the Eurex Risk Committee for four years. Um, And through that built out quite a good network. Um, And I would say that, you know, being involved in risk committees is, is a really important part of not just doing your job, but actually, broadening your networking and your your teams, um, and through that, I became um, I was asked to become the chief risk officer for Life Euronext. and my journey continued into various other chief risk officer roles.
0: Great, thank you, uh, <laughs> Alex, uh, Please, please do share share your story.
2: Sure. So. I'm originally a chemical engineer, so it's not an obvious route to chief risk officer. I started at a company called ICI, uh, which no longer exists, uh, but uh, found my way through various engineering production management roles into the risk function of AstraZeneca at the time, which was uh, mostly an insurance buying op- activity, but became uh, an ERM focus. and. Uh, it was around the time of the Turnbull report, and this finance director needed somebody to pull all the different strands of risk reporting together, and I drew the short straw. So I did that and moved on to uh, lead, set up, and uh, I took a personal risk and set a risk consultancy up with an Aon, uh, because I was in danger of becoming the world's ERM expert in pharmaceuticals, which probably had limited... Um, kind of future, uh, I did four or five years of leading projects uh, for major corporations, um, mostly non-financial services in Aon, uh, right across the globe, because business came into London and built the team up, uh, and then I got tempted to go to amling PLC. Um, in 2009 because uh it's strange enough it looked like Solvency 2 would be an interesting thing to do Um, that my view on that changed over time I have to say but um so I set up all the risk governance for pillar 2 and the model validation and then Solvency 2 was halted so I took a role in Switzerland uh, as the chief risk officer of Amelian AG covering risk Uh, compliance and legal it was um, very interesting it was a billion dollar company because it was reinsurance but it only had 100 staff so it was a little bit like running a hedge fund Um, and it also had a Bermuda footprint so so that was a lot of regulatory exposure and then I moved to Argo Group as you said in 2015 to be the, the group CRO uh, looking after risk and compliance, and I, that's shifted around a bit. I now look after risk, capital modeling, and sustainability.
0: Thank you, Alex. It's really interesting. So we've got an actuarial background, an engineering background, and uh, mayhap it would be great to hear um, hear a bit about your story.
3: Thank you very much, Edward, and thank you for for this great uh, I think uh, introduction and. Uh, event the I and also I'm very pleased to hear that all of us have different backgrounds. I studied um incarnation relations. Uh, after like the first two years, I realized that probably I would be better suited um to do something that I can challenge uh, the things if I don't believe in, etc. So I started to. To take courses from economics and business management, and I started my uh, career in audit. Um, after some years, um, I moved to risk management. Uh, I have worked in various global organizations in different countries. Um, I was uh, I, I'm originally from Turkey, so I started. In, in a Turkish bank, and I moved to HSBC Turkey, who had bought back then a local bank. And then I moved to London to work in the city and Canary Park. In London, I worked in various organizations, including Barclays and large banking group. And since 2009, uh, I moved to Luxembourg, and I have been working in Brown Brothers Parliament. And um, like, I love risk and why uh, after some years in internal audits, um, I changed uh, banks, I changed uh, also countries, but I, I love uh, being in risk. And I'm currently the chief risk officer of uh, BBH, Luxembourg, London, and Zurich, as you say. I, uh, I think uh, my love and passion for risk is not only limited to to the job, I like also uh, writing about risk, and I have been writing some articles about it. I love talking about it, uh, so uh, I have trained uh, many people worldwide about risk management, and also uh, I, I do uh, some uh, risk-related initiatives in the industry, including the one that you mentioned. Uh, the I'm um, the co-chair of the Security Committee in a Luxembourg Fund Association here.
0: Great, thank you. Um, So I think we've got three really interesting and probably diverse backgrounds in terms of institutions, as well as the routes that, that you've all taken. So I'd be interested to share with our with the audience and people who are viewing this. And what skills do you think are needed to become a chief risk officer? And I guess I'll divert that first to Alex.
2: Sure. So I think the first one is to be inquisitive um, or even nosy. Uh, You've got to know your business and the challenges. And so you've got to just be interested in learning and in people. So I think that that's pretty important. Uh, the second one is uh, occasionally you have to be brave. Um, you have to call things out that people don't necessarily want to talk about, but you have to do it in a way that is acceptable um, to the culture. Um, so that, that is quite tricky. And uh, I'd say you also need to be a team player. So uh, you need to work with people as opposed to kind of against them uh, with the view to I think everybody will buy in if you're trying to improve things and finally you have to be resourceful because not everybody will knock on your door you have to go and find the information. Great thank you and um, so Meta what,
0: what are your thoughts on, on that side
3: of things? Um, I wouldn't repeat the obvious skills such as having an, analytical skills and having a having the necessary technical expertise and project management skills, et cetera. I think these are the things that we all know. Uh, if I might add, add a couple of them that, uh, to the ones that mentioned already by Alex, I would say having intellectual curiosity and being passion, passionate about continuous learning, because the risk management is never boring. There are always new things to learn, new risks. Like I think, the recent uh, three, four, six months showed us that there are always uh, new risks that that is threatening the world, the organizations. So, being passionate about continuous learning and having intellectual curiosity in my mind is very important. Um, I think also in addition to all these, um, because things are changing, we are living in a different world, and there are lots of uh, new things. That are coming, adopting yourself to the new situations and learning about the new risk types is also very important. And I think excelling in presenting the very complex matters in such a way that your message is tailored for uh, for your audience. Your audience might be bored. Your audience might be someone uh, junior. So it really. Uh, getting very complex matters and presenting them in a in a way that everyone can understand is a is an important skill, I would say.
0: Great, perfect, thank you. So, yeah, some common themes we're seeing seeing here. I think I'll touch later on the learning and training because I think that's a really interesting point. And um, Demetria, please, um, what what skills do you think are needed for to, to become a chief risk officer? Well-
1: I think my thunder has been slightly stolen in that I think it is a common message that we all seem to have. But um, I think communication broadly is really, really important um, to echo what Meta said. Um, I quite often with my teams describe if you can't explain it to your grandmother, then you need to go again. And um, it has to be grandmother friendly. Um, and quite often we work with people who are very quantitative. You know, no question about that but they can't translate that message to their audience uh, so that's I think communication broadly is important from your juniors right up to your boards and your exec um I think nosy was a great way of Alex describing um what you need to be uh, uh the other way I look at that is ensuring you pick up every rock and you really look under what's under the rock um people sometimes are afraid to look under rocks because they know there's something not nice down there but not having a fear of uncovering that rock seeing what's under there and then as Alex also said being brave and and calling it out but in a collaborative way I think when I started out in risk um risk management was seen as police you know no one wanted to to deal with you and so being able to get your message across in a collaborative way so that people understand that you're not a barrier to doing business you're actually a business enabler and I think risk management has evolved a little bit along that those lines over the last few years, seeing risk as an enabler to business rather than business prevention.
0: Thanks so much, Demetria. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy about you sharing some similar themes because I guess it shows that we can all have different backgrounds and even be at different companies and, and different lines of business. But actually, the same pressing issues is irrespective of the type of company that you're at. I guess you've got the commercial side of things from um, a, CRA, a CEO and a business, to the risk side of things to check um, how things are. But um, in terms of advice, um, what what advice would you give to others looking to follow in your footsteps? And I guess I'll direct that first to Maytap, if, if you happen to share.
3: Sure, I think my first advice would be acting outside uh, your comfort zone. And this comfort zone can be uh, like entering into the new in- industries, new areas, new subjects, new risk types, new products and departments. So the, I, I believe risk management, um, the basic risk management are transferable between countries, between areas, between industries. Uh, then you are more and more and becoming uh, specialized in a topic. Topic. So. Um, like acting outside comfort zone, like one is very important for SCRO, I, I guess. Also, without repeating the skills we mentioned about continuous learning and intellectual uh, curiosity, I find it important in participating in the industry activities or in the risk management professional organizations because like this, you are involved. About the industry, about the risks in your industry, and also about the risk management profession. Um, I'm a believer in specialization. On the one hand, we should be able to communicate with all departments. We shouldn't be working in silos. But I think we should. Uh, there are so many uh, increasingly new risk types that I mean, we we can try also to be specialized in some of them. And I think, uh, especially in this age, uh, it is really being agile and getting familiar with all the new technologies, trying to understand digitalization and the related risks that it brings, but also thinking as a strategist across these teams uh, and across uh, different geographies uh, to be an enabler rather than being a disruptive force. Uh, it would be my uh, my advices to the to the to, to the risk uh, professionals or to the ones who who wants to enter in the risk profession.
0: Thanks, Mesa That's great. And uh, yeah, I've, I've, I'm really a big, passionate advocate of sharing ideas and going to industry conferences. You know, that's that's how we we all share, we all learn, and that side of things. So, Demetria, please. Um, how uh, what advice would you give to others looking full in your footsteps? Um, I
1: think. Risk management's changed a lot over the last 20, 25 years. I think being having quantitative skills is a given. But I think particularly over the last 10, 12 years, um, as Mitha said, you know, being on top of evolving risks, I think regulatory risk management has come to the fore in many, many industries. Um so again, that harks back to communication. Can you communicate to your regulators, can you communicate to all of your stakeholders, both internal and external. So so communication to me is key. Um, And I think that resilience to continue peeling away at the onion until you get to the centre is also very important. Um, I do also think that the poacher turned gamekeeper can often make a very good risk manager because you know which rocks to look under first. Um, if you've been in the front line, you know as a second line individual which box are the most important, which, you know, and the ability to look at a vast amount of data but condense it quite quickly and the ability to see that data and say, well, this is the area I really need to focus on. Um, I think that's important and as we said earlier, collaboration is, is quite important. Ensuring that you're What we describe as our first line team are not afraid to knock on the door if they find something, because as a risk manager, you can't uncover every knock. um, But having that trust and relationship um, so that they're not fearful to come to you, that they know you will work closely with them to resolve whatever that issue is. I think that's quite important.
0: Thanks, Samitra. Some lovely points you mentioned there. Some similar, similar ones, but I guess also different investigative mindset. So often that comes up. So Alex, um, what what advice would you give to
2: others looking to become a chief risk officer? Sure, well, a lot of it's been covered. Um, Obviously, build your network is is a key one. Uh, Those connections are very important, knowing who to ask when you get stuck, which will be often. Um, I would actually mention get a good qualification in risk. Um, I, I think many people fell into risk. It's their second profession. There are more people now coming through who have chosen this profession. So they may have an MSc. They may have a qualification. There are probably too many institutes out there. But, uh, you know, GARP or Premier or Institute of Risk Management uh, are obvious ones. Um, But that makes you that gives you a baseline on, you know, what you're talking about. It, it, It could be that your first profession is accounting or actuarial, so that helps, but uh, broaden that out. In London, quite a few people ha- have a chartered Institute of Insurance uh, in the insurance industry. So it, it just depends on your, your original background. Um, and then I, I would say get a very broad experience and don't specialize too soon. So there's a lot of people who go very deep into operational risk or market risk or reserves uh, or Catastrophe risk modeling in what I do, and and they they become the expert in that, and they they they're not perceived as CRO material. So I think get that broad experience.
0: Okay, that's really good actually, because I often see people going to I guess some of Dimitri's old um, old stomping grounds, say so JP and City. The larger the bank, obviously, the smaller the cock you are in the, in the big machine, and. Um, yeah, you see a lot of people specialising quite early. There's pros and cons to that, but um, yeah, I, I definitely agree. From my advice, I think having a broader base and skill set is is really good. And also, risk as a discipline it's, um, it's, it's maturing. I've, I've focused on it 15 years, and I've seen it mature so much. Um, you know, you're getting a lot more people maybe studying at university or um, you know going straight into risk, which which happens certainly less often uh, in the past. So um, one other questions that I've got, um, how do you feel the role of the Chief Risk Officer will change over the next 20, 10 to 20 years? It doesn't mean that it necessarily will change, um, but I'd be curious to see maybe how things, how you envisage things might change in the next 10 to 20 years. Um, D- Dimitri, I'd love to hear your thoughts first.
1: Um, I think, as I said earlier, it's already evolved. Certainly over the last 10 to 15 years, where as you know, market risk and counterparty risk were a key focus for people for a number of years. Um, you know, ERM is a in risk terms is relatively new. Three lines of defense was something wasn't spoken about you know, 10, 20 years ago. It's still new to many outside of finance. Um, so I think the role of the CRO is going to continue to broaden. Um we will see, you know, regulatory risk, as I mentioned earlier, is, is a key risk, certainly in the finance industry. And I know in others, um, I also think climate risk, interestingly, is one and environmental is one that's come up over the last couple of years. Not something I would um, necessarily have put into a risk box um, a few years ago, but it, it's on, on the radar for many regulators globally. Um, I think just the involvement will be more on the operational and ERM side than market and counterparty. So non-financial risks, as we would call them. Um, the financial risks are, are pretty much evolved, um, but the broadening of, of the ERM and non-financial risks, I think we're just gonna see that continue to expand um, as we become better at managing and mitigating the risks in the risks that we already know. It's only then that you can see the ones that that you know are blinded at the minute.
0: Perfect. That's some really, really good points
3: there. And Maytap, what, what about your thoughts? Um, I, would, I think also uh, it is very much evolving. Uh, I think in the next 10, 20 years, non-financial risks and its ma- risk management, the risk management of non-financial risks uh, will become more and more important. Uh, the recent COVID-19 crisis was a very good example was a bad, but the example of the uh, new non-financial risks. The less traditional parts, uh, is getting more and uh, uh, more important and also the cyber security because everything being digital at home, at work and digitization, artificial intelligence, all this being, uh, being a continuous change, the cyber security and cyber and digital risks will continue to increase, so well, definitely management professionals need to get familiar with these new risk types. And I, I think also the, yes, we have more risk analytics, we have more, more risk intelligence, uh, we have big data, but we should continue to, to come up with proactive uh, proactive risk insights for, uh, for, the, for the business. And I think another challenge that will continue is the regulatory mandates. Uh, regulatory requests increasing in complexity and in pace in every country. This is an important change that I think it will continue. Um, I would like to say that it's a golden age uh, from a risk management uh, importance perspective. Risk management was always needed uh, before, during and after the financial crisis. Now we know that it is important during any type of crisis. Uh, business continuity, operational resiliency, resiliency, financial, or health crisis. So, I think um it's an area where every company knows the importance of uh, risk management. So, it really, uh, this this will continue, in my opinion.
0: I love the fact that it's a golden age in risk in risk management. It's um, it's an exciting time, and obviously constantly evolving. And nice to see the continual threat. Um, trend of non-financial risk between the two of you mentioned. Um, so Alex, um, what, what are your thoughts in terms of how the role um, uh, how, how the of Chief Risk Officer will change in the next 10 to 20 years?
2: I, I do agree about the non-financial. Uh, I think it will just be more multifaceted. Um, I, I'll pull out a few ideas around that, but first I think the, the, the key for me is, is, I feel it's going to be more of an executive role that happens to lead a risk function than a risk leader who happens to be an executive. Um, so I, I think more business acumen probably going forward. Um, I know we've talked about a lot about regulation, but the business is going to want more value out of this role if it's at the top table. So I think that that's going to be a pressure for I guess, more understanding of the business and, and finding solutions rather than, you know, just here's another regulation. Um, I agree with everything you said about risk and data analytics. I think um, not just num quantification and models, but not crunching, crunching information to bring insights, I think, is certainly my team's we're doing a lot of work with Power BI, but it's not necessarily on model output. It's just on everything. I'm trying to get, get to the bottom of what the data is telling us. Um, I think reputation and people risk. So everything to do with the environment we talked about, but very broadly ESG. So diversity, governance standards, supply chain, integrity. Uh, I can't even imagine what it'll be, but it'll be the equivalent of Human rights in your outsourcing platforms, but so whatever people will invent as the latest area of to hold people to account on. Uh, and lastly, I think let's not forget the soft issues. So really about accountability and behaviours, uh, because I I see that um, there's a lot of focus on numbers, but at the end of the day, people make decisions, and are they are they going to take? uh accountability for those decisions
0: right there's some really interesting answers here again common themes but yeah um it'll be interesting to see how risk evolves it'll be um a, yeah last year 12 months ago i, I don't think um, covid or, or the pandemic was high on the top sort of five list and uh, risks that was coming up and being discussed so yeah it'd be really interesting um and just on a human level, if I could ask um, one other question to you all, um, starting with Meta, um, if you can let me know what or discuss what, what actually it is that you enjoy most about being a chief risk officer, or what points it is that you enjoy most about being a chief risk officer, would you be happy to share that with us?
3: Sure. I think in my in my case, it was really this uh, passion for learning and learning always new things and to learn how to learn and become even an expert or something that you didn't know before. I applied uh, the risk management, like the things that I learned in the disciplines to other things that I have done. And I think a, risk, a good risk manager needs to read well, to, uh, to listen to the others, ask the right questions, and uh, then to digest all the information and to come up with uh, something tangible. So I, I, I love this part, and I applied even to my hobbies, etc., uh, which I found great and fascinating. It has been never a, a dull moment, and, and I love being continuously challenged myself uh, on an intellectual level, so this is the part that I like the most.
0: That's great. It sounds like I mean, it was obviously a really interesting role. Um, Alex, how, how about you? What, what is it that you enjoy most, or the points you enjoy most about being a chief risk officer?
2: Well, the funny thing is, it takes me back to my engineering because I enjoyed uh, studying analysing physical processes and systems, and now I study uh, and analyse business processes and systems. And I think the the logic and the questions you apply are the same but you can actually work with your colleagues to understand how to make those business processes and systems better so i think it's it's really about that nosiness i guess that's what he started with that and i'll finish with that <laughs>
0: <laughs> nosiness is good and dimitri what about you uh, what have you enjoyed doing most about being a chief risk officer from a, cuban level
1: Um, I think no day is the same as the previous one, or it won't be the same as tomorrow's day. No one day is the same as the next, and that excites me. I I don't know when I wake up in the morning what's going to hit me. COVID's a good example of that, but it happens on a smaller level Um, every day. You might think you're going down one path, but something comes left field, and you have to deal with that that day, and everything else gets pushed behind. That's what excites me most. Um, The other thing that I do enjoy is... um, Alex touched on it, you know, risk culture is becoming more and more important. And so the education of your peers um, and the people you work with around the importance of risk management, that it's not a blockade to doing business, it's an enabler to do business, ensuring people know how to use risk to to build out the business, I think is important. So educating your colleagues and your peers um, is important to me as well.
0: That's great. There's so many interesting things which you've heard and discussed today. So again, similar themes, but actually sort of slightly different views and takes. So that's great. Um, So I guess just as a a wrap up question, if I could ask each of you, if there's one thing that you said you've taken from today that you'd be happy or or keen to emphasize to share with others. Um, I I know it's hard to limit it just to one thing, but what one thing would you recommend to, um, or would you want to share with others? um, that you've taken away from what we've discussed today and uh, start seeing um, back, back with Dimitra actually.
1: Um it's very hard to condense into one thing but for me I think as the role of the CRO is evolving communication is is probably the one word that I would pull out of today. Perfect thank you. Meta. Uh,
3: me I think i um, including communication but covering more broadly I would say continuous learning, continuous intellectual curiosity and acting outside your risk comfort zones, being able to challenge yourself so that you can challenge the business and add value. Great, thank you.
0: And Alex?
2: I think it's all been said, but I think it's really that threat and opportunity mindset. are so trying to help the business be successful, not just avoiding bad things. Great. Look, thank you so much for
0: all your time. I know you're all busy people. so really value this and I think everyone who's watching hopefully will share uh, some nice positive comments I've I've really enjoyed sharing this with um, with the audience so thank you again for all your time thank
1: Thank you. you thank you